1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
0: From NJ.com and the Star Ledger, welcome to the Rutgers Rant, your one-stop podcast for the Scarlet Knights. With your hosts, Steve Pallitti and Rutgers Insiders, Brian Fonseca and Pat Lenny. Let's start shopping. Hello everybody, welcome back to The Rant. It's been a while and there's a reason for that. First off, I want to thank Keith Norton, America's premier voiceover guy and a former Rutgers lacrosse star, for recording another new introduction for us. We've needed a new introduction because we have a new guest, we have a new host here, I should say. Uh, James Cratch, as many of you already know, has left us to run his own website, Elite New York Sports. Check it out uh and in his in his replacement big shoes to fill pat lanny will join us on the podcast pat first of all welcome welcome aboard how you doing
2: oh this is great steve long awaited to be on this podcast it's such a hit in the newsroom so obviously great yes. times ahead
0: i think of when people think of career steps they think you know Pulitzer Prize and the ruckers ramp podcast i understand that pros um I think, first of all, I should say this off the bat. This is, this is an important lesson here that, that you will learn now that whatever happens to us in real life when we're traveling with the team and we're on road trips, as Fonse- Fonseca learned when we went to uh, Dayton, he stayed in a red roof inn that looked like you know it was not suitable for, for human inhabitation, I had to mention on the podcast. We have a good story to begin with you, and this is why I think Rutgers fans are going to like you. So we're having lunch today, right, Brian just to set the scene. We're having a stat like a, a, an internal meeting to discuss our coverage, the three of us to, to map this out. And, and me and Brian at the table, and you show up like two minutes late and you're a little flustered and we're like, "Well you Pat, what's wrong, right? It, it turned out you just happened to ding a car in the parking lot. No big deal. Like it was one of those shopping cart little things, but you're like, oh man, I just can't believe I did that. But as we're walking out, you, you, you nodded in the direction of the car. I didn't even see the scratch, but you didn't even, you didn't even see this, but, but Brian and I did, you're getting out the guy who gets into this car. I mean, he is decked head to toe in Seton Hall paraphernalia. He, he must've either been like Kevin Willard's like, like traveling secretary or Shaheen Holloway's best friend or whatever it was, or a recent Seton Hall graduate. That's the car that, that you dinged. I mean, I'm not, not exaggerating on this. Am I, I F- Brian? Did you see this?
1: I did. It was yeah. uh, it was quite the sight. Yes. It was. Yeah. Uh...
0: <laughs> I mean, that's, it. that's how you, I mean, great, great job. You're already, the Rutgers fans are already going to love you more than the two of us.
2: I, I was like, going to say, what could be more Rutgers or Jersey than that? Pretty uh, much. An introduction. Right, that's yeah. That's as good as it gets.
0: Right, that's 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 the Jersey experience right there. But the guy didn't notice. I mean, the guy, he's, he was, seeing Listen, know, if,
2: if Rutgers can have the luck that I'm having today, this year, then <laughs> they're going to be in for a great year. You know, bringing all sorts of good things to this podcast and uh, the Rutgers fans out there. So
0: fantastic. Automobiles,
2: right. crashes, football. We
0: got it all covered. You got it all. So just to get some background, Pat, you are joining us from our high school staff. You cover high school. How long have you been? How long did you cover high school football for? Ten us? years. Ten years, man. Right. Yeah. And, you, and you're also another Rutgers graduate. So we've got two, currently two Rutgers graduates on the podcast. Uh,
2: yeah as much as i can say yes i am a ruckers graduate for there, sure
0: there you go so what for-
2: would actually surprise real Rutgers people here is that i actually graduated from cook college which is shocking which is the bio- biology school uh, i had a co-degree in plant science and journalism so really? that's uh my alternate path to ruckers sports reporting
0: <laughs> plant science yeah I did, this, this is news to me did you know this, <laughs> this one is- second one everyone- I had yeah. no idea we had a botanist on the podcast. Right. so
1: Yeah, breaking news to me as well. Uh, I mean,
0: yeah, this seems like you could have applied that degree better, but you're here now, so there's, it's too late for you. But uh, <laughs> uh, welcome aboard. We don't. We're gonna go right to it. We're not gonna break you in anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun covering the team. We have a good time, and we got a lot to talk about, right? I mean, this. So we've been basically away, been away for about two months. Uh, basically, a ton of news. Uh, We had the end of spring practice, the spring game, uh, retirement of a legendary coach, the announcement of an NIL collective, a baseball renaissance in Piscataway. Uh, But let's start with football, because I think that's uh, something that's on people's mind year round now. I was on vacation for the spring game, fellas. You were both there. I'm going to give you what I heard is the near universal assessment from people. uh, And you can tell me if it was true nearly everyone I talked to who saw practice or saw the game thought that the offensive line was bigger and better. The skill positions even look better. uh, But the quarterback situation is as muddled as ever. Uh, Fonseca, am I, am I accurate in that that analysis?
1: That all sounds right to me. Um, The first thing you notice when you walk into a Rutgers practice, you, the team is just how much bigger the offensive line look. They look like a big 10 offensive line group physically. Uh, As for if they're playing better, it's, pretty much harder to play worse than they were last year, uh, which Greg Shannon has mentioned many times. And that was a deficiency in the team. So yes, I would agree with that. I thought the uh, skill positions look great in the spring game to the transfer wide receivers look great. Tosh Harris and uh, Sean Ryan. So if they could replicate that in the fall, because we've seen many a spring game, all-star not producing the fall, if they can repeat that in the fall, that'd be uh, strong and the quarterback situation, as always classic Rutgers, who knows with that, I guess we'll find out more in, in training camp, but yes, it's very, as you said, muddled.
0: I mean, I guess the analysis is that people are going to obviously expect to see Gavin Wimsett start the opener, Pat. I mean, I I don't get the sense that people inside the program expect that. I don't know where you, I mean, you know, having watched him a little bit now, what did did you see from him? And where do you think that thing stands now going into the summer?
2: I will say I've seen a lot of high school quarterbacks play over the years, right, 10 years of watching high school football. Um, and to me, my assessment of Gavin Wimsat was that he looked like a high school quarterback in that situation. I think he has unlimited to, unlimited potential. I think he's going to be a, a great quarterback at Rutgers. But uh, I think the people that think that Wimsat's going to be the starter day one need to take a step back and, and manage expectations a little bit. I think like all football players, there's a big gap between high school and college football. And I think there's going to be some learning and growing experiences for WIMSAT. So I'm not expecting Gavin WIMSAT to start from day one.
0: People forget. It's funny. Like I was just told that again, he's been at Rutgers now for for six months, but he, he just attending a senior prom back in Kentucky. Someone told me, I don't know if that's true, but that's just amazing. There's just a good reminder of, you know, that he's, he, he's still an 18 year old kid.
2: Right. He would be graduating high school about this right. week yeah. back in Kentucky, uh, which is crazy.
0: Right. That said, he's been in the program for uh, now he's got a full year college year under his belt. Uh, He'll have a full training camp now for the first time. He certainly, we we don't think there's any debate that he's got the physical, the physical skills are far better than Noah Vedral. Brian, are you, are you with this that you think that we're, we're heading in situation that we're Vedral just because of his ability to run the offense, because the team, the coaches trust him that he's going to be the guy to start the season.
1: I certainly think there's two schools of thought here, right? Where, with like you said, with the Vedro, you know what you're going to get. He's going to be safe. He's probably not going to lose you any games, but he's probably not going to win you any games either, right? He's not going to be a guy who's going to throw for 400 yards, make these crazy plays to beat defenses. So uh, if you take Vedro, you're going on the safe side. Whereas Gavin, yes, he's a freshman. He's still learning a lot. But he has the ability to make plays that no Vedro just can't. So it depends on what school thought the staff wants to go with, whether they want to... Stay safe, have a low, uh, a high floor, low ceiling or risk it, have a bit of a lower floor, but a much higher ceiling. I can't tell you which way they're going to roll. Now. I think there's still a long time between now and training camp. There's still a long time for uh, Gavin to develop. And, and at that age, really you develop exponentially. So I don't know. It depends really, like I said, which way they want to go here. I think Gavin gives them a chance to win more games. Probably. I also think he gives it, there's a chance that he loses you some games that Noah would not. So, uh, who knows? It's really wherever, whichever direction.
0: Pat, you, you had a new set of eyes on this for the first time. I mean, what, was there anything that surprised you uh, watching practice this spring that you, that you didn't expect? Any position that stood out to you as something that was, was better or worse than you expected?
2: I think the running game was impressive in the spring game, and we talked about the offensive line, and the improvement there obviously should Pave the way for improved rushing attack, but I think the under the radar guys that are going to be a tailback are are certainly people to watch. Kyle guy uh, out of Don Bosco looked really good in the spring, and even Al Shadi Salam could be a guy that h- has expanded his role. Certainly, um, so I, I don't know. I was watching a lot of running backs; I thought they looked good, uh, and obviously the receiver, the transfers that came in. Uh, from Syracuse and, and West Virginia at wide receiver were very impressive in the spring game. So I think, like you said, the skill positions are definitely better. I wasn't sold on the defense in the spring game, but I think there it's going to be a, a lot of improvement to be done defensively, but skill positions certainly look better. Offensive line look better. And I think the rushing attack could really be a, a good thing for this team
0: this year. Yeah, that'll be interesting because obviously they're losing the guy who would say and as Pacheco bacheco would be the best running back but i've loved Manangai, fan of him I'm from from the podcast last year uh i certainly can believe he'd be the featured guy smaller back but certainly um you know the, the runs he runs, puts his head down runs gets gets through holes so i'd love to see more of him out there uh all right, let's move on to a different topic. Uh, big, the big, probably the biggest news in Piscataway this spring was that that C. Vivian Stringer has uh, announced her retirement. I don't think it's a surprising development, given everything that happened last year with her away from the team. In some ways, it's closure on what was a very awkward uh, and uncomfortable situation for everyone involved in Piscataway uh, Brian, they did right by her. I mean, they're going to name the court in your honor. They, they get a rotary check for $900,000. I mean, what, what is your sense as to, you know, how that resolution finally played out and what it means for the program going forward?
1: Yeah. Like you said, it's been a messy few months for everybody, for players, for coaches, for administration, for everybody involved, just kind of not knowing what's going on. It's in the air. So just have it done, have that chapter closed definitively is I'm sure really for many people. Going forward, uh, I don't know, this is a fascinating search. Uh, it's tough to know exactly where which way Rutgers is going. They can go for the splash hire with experienced named coaches. They can go with the Steve Pykele, Steve Owens route and you know find an under-the-radar winning mid-major coach. Uh, the direction and the coach they end up hiring will be a very telling uh, decision on the direction, how they view this program. Uh, so it's, it's going to be fascinating to see, but uh, definitely just I think everyone's relieved to kind of just get that end of the season chapter over with no definitely what's going to happen. And, uh, now the horizon is open for the future of the program. And it is funny
0: it is in this uh, only two coaches in the history of that program. And both of them are hall of famers. I know that Teresa Grintz got as a player, but she still was a legendary figure for Rutgers women's basketball as a coach Won won them a national title. And that is a national title, even though it's not an NCAA title. Um, so, I mean, this is an attractive job. I mean, the resources are there. The, the, Pat, you had a story today, and I, I, I know a lot of that is based just on, on, on Stringer's salary, but no Big Ten school spent more on women's basketball than Rutgers. I mean, that, that's – you might I mean, be muted. Yeah.
2: But uh, 20% – of that total spending, the $5 million that was spent on women's basketball and their operating budget was spent on her salary alone, right? So one fifth of the entire expenditures was just Stringer. So that'll be an interesting question that Pat Hobbs faces during this search. What kind of money will they be sending out uh, to bring in the right coach? Uh, Will they actually be saving money in some ways? It'll, It'll be fascinating to follow, but the whole Stringer thing to me just it feels like the classic New Jersey story that you would read on NJ.com of like teacher pensions and the way it played out down the stretch of like
0: sick days. Just yeah. just
2: just people getting paid out and money pouring in from all angles and yeah. people just just doing things that are so unconventional. I'll put it that way. Right. Um, yeah.
0: But it was yeah, really it, it was really
2: to it. To bring some finality to it is certainly a good thing.
0: Well, and that, and then she was. I mean, obviously, people did not nationally didn't see that ending. I mean, Bill Clinton tweeting that congratulations. I mean, the congratulations certainly the focus was on the fifty-year career and all she did for women's sports, and not the last year. And I think that's fitting, and that's the way it had to be. But you know, people close to the program, I think, certainly. Uh, around workers athletics this is the day that had to happen and it is an opportunity i mean I, you know that's that program should be a lot better than it's been i mean I, this is the this is this is they've got a new facility now they've got tradition if they hire the right coach someone who can recruit this area of the country with which, which tb shringer didn't do maybe despite all our success i think that 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 program could be uh back pretty quickly in a position where you're in the NCAA Tournament every year in the Sweet 16 and maybe not contending for national titles, we'll certainly end the conversation with one of the better programs out there. Experience the Heldridge Hotel, a luxury hotel that's perfect for both the business and leisure traveler. Ideally located within minutes of Rutgers University, the Heldridge is convenient to all the action and activities at SHI Stadium, Jersey Mike's Arena, and the Rutgers University Campus. The moment you walk through the doors of the Heldridge Hotel and Conference Center, you know you're someplace different. A place with an independent spirit and a boutique vibe. A place where you can immerse yourself in your meeting or event as easily as you can the local culture. Located in the heart of the city, the Heldridge lets you experience all that New Brunswick has to offer. Whether you're coming to New Brunswick for a fun weekend with friends, in town for a Scarlet Knights game, or attending a business meeting, book your accommodations today at theheldridge.com. All right, let's move on to some other topics. The NIL Collective. Uh, and this is a fascinating thing. We've got to give our, our friends from the other podcast, uh, John New- Newman and uh, Danny Breslauer, credit for this because they were some of the spearheaded, spearheaded folks who got this thing done. Uh, it really is just an opportunity to, to you know, for fans who want to participate in what is the biggest story in college sports without even a, a second one. Uh, you know, just the payment to the players the, the money that's going in now in NIL deals to athletes has uh, just completely transformed college recruiting. Um, and I think what you're going to see now is at least at least this gets Rutgers in the game, Brian, right? I mean, this is like if there is an op- if there's a if there's a moment now where a guy like. I don't know, Cliff Omori, you know, a, a, someone who is in a position where they can get, they can help get him some cash to keep him from trying from transferring to Tennessee or bigger program, the first big paycheck out there. I mean, how do you see this from you did the story and how do you see this working and
1: shaking out for Rutgers? Yeah. To your point, Rutgers needed this just to be in the game. It feels like every other major collegiate athlete fan base had some sort of thing like this. So it's good. Um, John Newman and those guys seem to be dedicated to not being involved in the recruiting aspect of it. Not like John Reese in Miami, who's paying, you know, basketball recruits, $400,000 in a car to show up. It seems like they're not getting involved in that side of things and just staying in their lane as supporting current Rutgers athletes, which might be the smart thing to do considering the NCAA is threatening to legislate right. the recruiting yeah. aspect, which who the hell knows th- how they're going to do it. Considering there's a million loopholes to go around the thing, you know, Johnny, quarterback i was gonna say johnny football i don't mean to imply johnny langan but like johnny quarterback or whatever <laughs> johnny can... langen has got a deal wait what's this no let's not get ahead of ourselves here but uh <laughs> i mean he if there's anybody marketable at ruckers johnny langan's a guy but that's another story for another day but you know all right let's call uh I, I don't know some other guy john john smith he's the quarterback for x university he has a buddy that he played in high school that plays for y university he his coach could be like, wow, I sure like that, you know, X kid. And then why I'm losing myself in the algebra here. But my point is a coach could tell a kid, hey, wink, wink, nod, nod. I like your buddy. He's good at football. Could you imagine him playing for us? And then the buddy's like, oh, hey, man, you should come play at." I lost myself in the analogy. My point is there's a million loopholes. Right. Rutgers is not getting involved. In, or, so not Rutgers, sorry. The NIL collective headed by John Newman appears to be headed only at Rutgers athletes. To your point, for example, a kid like McConnell. Be. Cottle, yeah. who's between playing probably overseas he's probably not going to play uh, in the nba or G League because he wasn't invited to either combine is he considering playing overseas for five figures or can again this is a hypothetical can a group of Rutgers fans in the collective string together similar money for making come back for another year that's is, these are situations is, where it would be is, beneficial is it a hypothetical
0: or is it i mean that's <laughs> honestly i mean that makes a lot of sense perhaps someone should Be working on that deal. I am speaking hypothetically. I don't know about you. I am speaking hypothetically, but
1: yes, that is a situation where something like this would warrant, and that every other school in the country has something like this to a much bigger degree. But Rutgers needed it to be in the game. Right. Yeah,
0: Pat. I'm curious, from what your perspective, having just been on the front lines in high school sports, what is what is the viewpoint from these deals from the high level, high school football player now?
2: Oh man, such a great question.
0: Are they talking about it? If they're not talking about it, that's
2: absolutely, they're talking about it. No question. We should absolutely start there. They are absolutely talking about it. It's going to be an invasive issue just like it is on college sports. Certainly no question. (laughs) I did an article on one kid who is the best wrestler in the state and he's probably one of the best football players too. And it was, it's just, it's just in terms of like, it was a pennies kind of deal, but it was historic in the sense that it was the first ever for a high school athlete. Um, And basically it was a company called eat clean bro. You might see the, 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 uh, the advertisements on the turnpike and they're like a meal prep service. And, and this company was basically giving a sponsorship deal to this high school athlete um, who was a heavyweight, by the way, to say like, Hey, promote our, our meal prep service. And uh, we'll pay you, you know, 10% of every new subscription that comes in with your, with your name, uh, attached. So in terms of actual making money, it's not happening in high school sports just yet. Could a Jabril Peppers or a big time person like that really change that? Absolutely. There's no question. But those kids, are those kids looking
0: for it from college? I mean, they're looking for it at the next level.
2: It's the same way that kids look at recruiting and the stars and rivals and things like that. It's on the forefront of every kid's mind that, right. I should be doing this. Yeah. Why, why hasn't this unfolded for me?
0: He's a four-star. Hey, why am I not a four-star? Yeah. That exactly. Kind of thing. So right.
2: it, yeah. Uh, it, there's no question that this is going to be a, a big thing. And and also take the, uh, the I don't want to say amateurism because that's the wrong word, but the like innate sense of high school sports, like what it's supposed to be about going to school and hanging out with your friends after and learning to be a better person and learning like, like those things just don't exist in high school sports anymore because of this, whole type of me attitude and and these kind of things so it's really a a big issue in a lot of ways
0: fascinating stuff all right so let's dive into true or false pat you know how this works if you listen to enough of our podcast to understand that we in the middle of the show do this ridiculous gimmick here just i'm really not sure exactly how it got started or why we keep doing it but it's part of the format now and damn it We can't change. So format
2: sticks. And the point is, I don't explain why I just say true or false, right?
0: Exactly. Yes. Only then at the end, can we then discuss it? All right. I'm glad you're up to speed. Okay. Here we go. True or false. Gavin Wimsett will start the season opener against Boston College. Let's get you on the record. Fonseca, true or false? True. Oh, Pat, true or false? False. False. I'm tiebreaker too. I'm going false as well. True or false? Next question. The women's job at Rutgers is still a hugely desirable one. Expect a Pat Hobbs home run higher. Brian, true or false? I'll go true. Okay. Pat? True, absolutely. All right. I'm going to go false here, and I'll explain, I'll explain in a minute why I'm saying false. True or false? Caleb McConnell will return to Rutgers for one more season. Fonseca, what do you think? true wow okay pat true sure double true all right uh yeah i, I mean that's i would have given it two percent odds when the season ended but i guess it's moved up a little bit i'm still going to go false for now for all the panic true or false for all the panic steve peichel is on the verge of solving his roster problem through the transfer portal fonseca did steve peichel figure this out True or false? I'll go false here. All right, Pat. False as well. Yeah, I have to go false. You can't replace Ron Harper Jr. through the portal. All right, true or false? Rutgers will make the final four in one of the lacrosse's. Or is it lacrosse eye? Lacrosse, lacrosse, yeah, lacrosse's. Fun second, true or false? we go going to the final four, one of these two? Cross eye sounds like a French guy talking about cross-eyed <laughs> people.
1: Um, I will go false.
2: Right, Pat, true or false? Wax and lax and
0: false. Well, I'm going true. Men's lacrosse is going to get there. They got a good draw based on the fact that every Ivy League team's in it. What would I possibly know about that? All right. Finally, true or false? Rutgers is a baseball school. One second, true or false? False. False. Pat? Baseball
2: field school. How about that? Turf shout out, plant biology. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they cook college is gonna be so grateful that you're on the you're on the podcast i'm going true come on i was at so i was at the this is why i put this in here i was at the baseball game i was down i went to you were there too there are three people at this there are 47 people at this game just at the same fire the season the uh, series finale against maryland monday afternoon game obviously that was the reason why there are not a lot of people there people cannot just step away from work i was there fonseca was there and todd frazier was there Right. That was, that was out of the 47 people in the crowd, a pretty good, a pretty good scene. They did not win the series. They are still in first place in the big 10, but uh, I guess the situation now is Brian that um, Maryland can
1: catch them at this point. Is that, is that kind of where we stand? Correct. So Maryland has six more games to play. Rutgers has three because Rutgers has not had its bye week yet. Um, If Rutgers sweeps Michigan in the final series, they are in position to win only if Maryland loses, I believe, two of their last six games. I, my okay. math might be incorrect, but the point is Rutgers still controls its old destiny for a share of the Big Ten regular season title, gotcha. but not the outright title that okay. needed, they needed to win on Monday. Um, no matter what happens, it's a, it's a
0: tremendous story. You got to give Steve Owen a, a, a just, I and mean, that program's been an indulgence since Todd Frazier left, essentially.
1: I mean, Agreed. It's, yeah. a, it's definitely a fascinating story in that, uh, we've mentioned this before, they might, you know, break the 40 win mark and not make the NCAA tournament. They're, I don't believe that though. They're on the bubble. Again, I am no bracketology expert in baseball. Stop. It's not my wheelhouse, but you look at the projections, they are like, you're not, not going to dig up the
0: net rankings for baseball. Now. Are you going to, what is it? What is the freaking do with this? Have does Ken Palm have a baseball site? You're not going to nerd this out here.
1: They have oh, RPI. You are going to nerd this out. Rutgers okay. has the second worst RPI of any team in the big 10, aside from Purdue. Listen, how is it possible? They're sixteen to four in the Big Ten because the Big Ten stinks. Oh God! They played a bad non-conference schedule, and look oh, again. I don't. I'm not part of the baseball committee. I don't know what factors are going in here. All I'm telling you is, people that know more baseball than I do have Rutgers on the on the bubble. So again, I would say this: it would be an unbelievable thing if you win forty baseball games in like a fifty game season and you don't make the tournament. I don't think a team in the MAC would deal with that issue. So I don't know, but. It, it will be, at worst, a fascinating situation to follow. I'm going to tell you this, and
0: this is like my plug for Rutgers baseball. I, I enjoy, I mean, they hit a lot of home runs, and more importantly than that, the game, the pace of the game is just wonderful. It's like a revelation. They, they, they throw the ball back to the pitcher, and he pitches the ball. I know this is like my complaint with baseball and baseball is it takes it takes three minutes for that to happen before every pitch i mean it's just it is so refreshing and i know pat you i don't know how much high school baseball you cover i'm sure this is what it's like on every level but i have not seen a lot of college baseball over the years just to be just to sit there and just and it's i wanted to call up uh, manfred and say hey dude i'm watching a baseball game this is possible it was fun. And it's a nice it's, it's a, the the park is obviously it's like, you know, they need a lot of renovations down there to make that a big 10 make that a big 10 stadium. It's not really a stadium now at all. But uh, it was a fun game. I I highly recommend it.
2: Listen, your your time's important, Steve. You can't be wasting it. So, certainly. It's, that's why
0: it's, it's high school
2: softball is the greatest sport to cover on Earth that, like 47
0: minutes those games. It's
2: average time of approximately 46 and a half minutes. <laughs> One pitcher strikes everybody out and you're out of there with a one nothing game.
0: Every time, right. I was like that at the Olympics, too. The Olympics is the same way. You'd cover one of those games. You'd be done in, like, yeah, it was beautiful. Uh, all right, what were the other topics we wanted to cover in the true or false? All right, so you both think Caleb McCall is coming back. Brian, you're closer to the situation. I mean, give us an update. Like, when, when would that happen? Would it be after the draft, I guess? And is there, you know, is there something behind the scenes going on to, to kind of make that the reality? <laughs>
1: So the time, the the deadline to pull out of the NBA draft process and stay in school is June 1st. So it would be within the next couple of weeks. Uh, Steve Peichel is holding out a scholarship for Caleb McConnell to return. He has not been pursuing a heavy amount of guards or wings in the portal. He hasn't been pursuing many people out of the portal period. But the point is he has not actively pursued someone to replace McConnell. He was, McConnell was not invited to either the NBA or the G League combines, which is not a huge surprise, but it is another indication that he's not he's not at the point where he can play professionally in the United States. So now his decision is going to be between coming back to Rutgers for another year, potentially picking up some NIL money, picking up another degree or going to play somewhere in Europe, which is fine. It, plenty of Rutgers players have gone there. Corey Sanders just signed a deal to play in the Dominican Republic. You know, Aquasia Eboa is playing in France. Mike Williams played in England. There, it's great basketball. We play there. Right. But I reckon that between those two situations, coming back to Rutgers seems like the, quote-unquote best option for him. So I would be surprised if he didn't come back for what it's worth. I think he's uh, as close to a lock to be on the roster as he can be until he officially announces he's coming back.
0: All right, quickly update us who he, he I mean, Paykel did get him. It's one of the better players in the portal uh, and is still having people on campus. Update us on what's going on with that. Right, so he
1: got Cam Spencer, a guard mm-hmm. out of Loyola, Maryland, uh, which plays in the Patriot League, the same league as Lafayette. Uh, not, not to you know trigger Rutgers fans in the middle of their morning commute to work, but uh, he is an elite scorer, great shooter, um, recovering from a hip injury that kind of hurt him for the last year and a half or so. But uh, if he returns to his freshman year form, he was shooting 40% on threes, which is an absurd clip. I think the only Rutgers player in the past decade that shot better than him was Miles Mack, who was an underrated player, by the way. Um, so yeah, Rutgers has a score, a, a shooter that they've been looking for 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 years. He's not Ron Harper Jr. He can't score at all three levels. He's not as physical. He might not be as good of a defender, but he's a great get out of the portal. Probably one of the 15 or 20 best prospects in the portal. And they're not done. Like you mentioned, they hosted Kyle Lofton, who was a great guard out of St. Bonaventure on Monday. Doesn't look like mm-hmm. they're going to land him, but getting him on campus. Where's he going to go? I don't know that for a fact, but I don't think that he's going to end up at Rutgers for it. Uh okay. Rutgers could probably use a another big... But uh, like a four, right? Don't they need to someone? Who... You you would think so, right? I I have not heard or seen any reporting on them pursuing one out of the portal, mm-hmm. so they might just rock with Cliff Omori and uh, Dean Reber at the five and four, and you know Andre Hyatt, Moat Mag. They do have guys there, it's just right. Uh, and they might they have a lot of guards, and they're hosting another point guard on Monday. Will they be playing more small ball. Uh, I don't. The the roster construction is very interesting. Uh, once it's finalized, we can get a better idea. Last year they got. Ralph Ag in July, so these things are never really over. But uh, as it stands now, it seems like a much more guard-heavy rotation this year. Um, But yeah, the portal's not not done. We 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 shall see.
0: All right, and just to close up the true or false, though I did have a false on whether or not they're going to get a home run hire from Pat Hops. I think people view the home home run hire as you know getting like a, a Courtney Banghart or some of the some of the high level uh elite coaches i don't think that that's gonna be the direction this goes and I'm, I'm guessing they're gonna get someone who who is more of someone on the way up which is good which is i think you know pat Hops has proven that through many of his hires and he's had he's had about 16 of them now it's just crazy uh at rutgers um you know that 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 could be a formula for 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 getting for some success there um and uh it's also one way where they don't have to pay C davian strigger money so that was my false on that one i think that covers all of uh all of our true, false topics. Did I miss anything, guys? No? Mm-hmm. All right, let's dive into some Rutgers Insider questions. As always, I want to thank you guys for continuing to subscribe to our Insider service. Getting text messages soon from all of us, including uh, Lanny, who just apparently asked for access to the account, so he can text you at all hours of the day as well. Some good questions this week. Um, let's, since we were just on basketball, uh, let's go there. Um, all right, so why is Rutgers not pursuing a four five type? Wolferk is a redshirt candidate and Reber is a pole. Are we really going to go with Hyde and Mag at the four? And why is Oscar Palmquist not in the portal after three years in the program? He still doesn't contribute. Ouch. That's kind of all, all right. So uh, give me your sense on that. Fonsec. I mean, you know, he, obviously this is, it's not the first time that he has shown faith in the guys he develops in the program. It's, it's Steve Peichel's thing, right?
1: Michael is a loyal guy for sure. It's been pretty obvious uh, in his time at Rutgers uh, for what it's worth. The staff loves Oscar Palmquist. They really believe there's something there. Um, he hasn't gotten much time on the court because he's playing behind Ron Harper, who was the 11th of all American right. program history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously there probably was some more minutes for him to play. I, I don't completely buy that as the total excuse to uh, play the three and he did play at times. He had a good shooting clip. His defense could use some work, but the, the, the reason why he didn't transfer, the staff loves him, has a lot of faith in him. Um, as for the four or five, we kind of touched it on the, the last uh last section. Uh, they could still pick up a forward in the portal, the portal isn't closed per se. Uh, but they could also roll, you know, a guard heavy lineup, go small. They also have, you know, Milwaukee Mag, Oscar Palmquist, they have bodies to roll at the four, and then uh, as we saw, Dean Reaver can play the five as well. So there is some roster flexibility there. Uh, just a matter of you know, how Pike uh, wants to roll with it, so uh, at Wolfolk, I still agree that he probably is going to redshirt. He does seem a bit too raw to play right away, but maybe they see something in him. I don't. Who knows? Uh, that and, is to be said. Keelan McConnell
0: comes back. I mean, he, he plays bigger than his position too. I mean, this is like a you know, I think that makes a world of difference. Obviously, on everything, <laughs> every level. Uh, if you know, if he's a he's a thirty-two, thirty-five for five-minute a, a game guy, so got to keep that in mind. That that might uh, that might change the perspective. Yeah, uh, I don't disagree. All right. Uh, next question. What's the deal with the Ambrosio transfer? This is a Rutgers kicker, Valentino Ambrosio. G- great point. It seems like he's gotten plenty of playing time. Where is he rumored to be going? I don't know that we have the answer to the second part of that question. Uh, someone's got a kick, though. Guy Fava stole on the roster. Is that his job now, Pat? What do you uh, what do you think's going to happen here?
2: I do think it is uh, Guy Fava, who actually has a very similar story to Valentino Ambrosio. He was more of a soccer kid that came out for football as a senior at Don Bosco, really excelled right away, and then kind of worked his way into you know a role at Rucker. So I'm almost reading this a little bit from an outsider. Obviously, this is no insider perspective just yet, but I- I'm reading it into it a little bit that maybe Fava was going to be competing for the starting job anyway and uh, maybe that's why Valentino Ambrosio is on the way out or is, uh, is out for that matter, where he's going, check back on that
0: one. Right. That kind of, it does, uh, you know, obviously with Adam Korsak in his uh, 17th year as punter, um, that does change things. The kick, the kicking situation is a little less stable than it was uh, before, but it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. All right. Uh more questions from our insiders. Here's one for basketball one for you. Fonseca. What made besides shooting, what made Cam Spencer a priority target from Pike? That's from Alex from Marlboro.
1: I can say that uh, Cam Spencer is Pike in miniature in, in a way. The uh, way I talked to him, I got him on the phone shortly after his, his commitment was public, publicized. And uh, I felt like I was talking to a young Steve Peichel, all about basketball, strictly business. The guy does not have a social media account and anything, not Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, really? TikTok, whatever. He says, he just doesn't, he's not, it's not part of his life. He doesn't need it. Uh, so good God, it I should think, be, he should be doing a Ted talk. Forget, <laughs> forget
0: playing basketball for Rutgers. Good grief. Get this guy a book deal. Yeah. I
1: imagine as soon as he told Steve that, that he it was, that was over, right. Committable yeah. on the spot. Right. Um, but <laughs> yeah, he, he fits personality wise. Uh, what Steve Pike looks for in a player guy who's hardworking, wants to play just play basketball focus on basketball is uh not about the phones and the social media and all this nonsense and uh he's pretty good at basketball too so that's uh that's a kicker there
0: Steve michael's great about the phones it's like it's in, this is inside baseball for for fans but i i swear like i would say 10 of the last if i like ten the last 10 times i've talked to him, three of them he's mentioned athletes being on their phone like just, just the phones don't help like he's he that would be his if he could do a public service announcement about you know, the screen time for, for young parents, he would be the perfect person to do it. He's kind of obsessed with it, which is funny. It's great. Uh, All right. What the hell was I? All right, Here's a good one for you, for you, Pat. What do you think about a future garden state classic basketball tournament during Thanksgiving or Christmas with all eight D one teams, IE Rucker, Seton Hall, Princeton, the rest of them. I mean, it's a great idea. The coaches will never go for it, but it's a great idea.
2: That's exactly what I thought. Great idea. Sounds amazing on paper. Who wouldn't want to see it, especially after what St. Peter's did. But uh, it just seems the logistics never seem to work in favor of these games. And some of the premier coaches have reportedly dodged other teams and, and, and certainly... We've heard that come out the last couple of months no, and stuff.
0: Reportedly so. about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, reportedly,
2: allegedly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think everyone would want to see that. And hey, how about Princeton, too, taking their shot at a big time school that they've been, probably, you know, they're always waiting for that chance. So, right. I would love to see it. I think all of us would too.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, we'd love to see it, but better chance, a snowball <laughs> chance, to help that one. Uh, all right. Uh, and here's one from Matt and Randolph. Pat Hobbs got a nice contract extension. We haven't even mentioned that yet in the podcast, but he did uh, re-up his deal. Uh, I think in six years or five six years. Uh, the sports program seems to be performing well on the field and in the classroom. But how does his performance and pay compared to his Big Ten peers? I think it's in the contract, Brian. Just Check me if I'm wrong because I was on vacation that week. But that it he, he should be he will be paid at the median, I believe, which is. Uh, about right which would be a raise for where he is now I think he's been at the the lower end of the of the big 10 for a while um overall though you can't I mean it's it's look I mean you got to give Pat Hobbs credit and I talked to him at length at the baseball game I was at yesterday uh for a column that's going to be this look for it this week coming up this week uh you know I mean I think he sees it as as a chance to in a lot of ways finish what he started and this is you know, this is a rare time for Rutgers when they've got stability in all four of the jobs. Like if you went back, if you went back five years ago and you looked or not a like five, but a few years ago, and you looked at the, the football, basketball president's job and the athletic director's, or director's job, there was a moment when Rutgers had the wrong person in all four of those jobs. Like you wonder why they couldn't get out of the wrong way. Now you can make the argument they've got the right person in all four of those jobs. And you've got Jonathan Holloway catching punts how to talk about a guy who gets a catching punter man. And of course I could, the spring game as your university president Hobbs has established himself as an AD. Certainly Shiano has proven he can do it. Steve Peichel ended the NCAA tournament drought. I figured what the question was, but yeah, uh, that this is, this is why you're getting an extension for, for Pat Hobbs. I okay, guess Fonseca, you, you did the story on it. Was there something in the contract that stuck out to you?
1: So The contract was essentially the same as he had before and they, there was a couple of changes. Yes, to, to your point earlier, he is he has a base salary, but he, it, there will be a collection of the available salaries of Big Ten ADs, and he will make the median. His, his salary will be adjusted to the median if it is lower, right? So he'll be making the median of publicly available Big Ten. Northwestern isn't including that, obviously, because they're private. And uh, But yes, he will be making, at worst, the middle of the pack and the Big Ten. Uh, and it, his clause used to roll over so that he always had a three-year deal through 2025. So for, so every third year, it would, it would, it would re-up. Now it is a one-year basis. So every year, I think beginning in 25, it'll, it'll, uh, or in 28, in one of those years, when it hits January, it'll re-up every six months. Um, we have it in the story, check it out ng.com.
0: And that makes more sense for Rutgers to be honest with you than having two years on top. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's a smarter contract for all, for everyone involved. Yeah, absolutely. Correct. All right. Final final point, point. There's less of a question from Tony and Lawrence than a comment. With Pikes recruiting Papa Conte from Connecticut, I'd like to suggest a new fat sandwich in his honor. The fat Papa Conte, lobster meat, drawn butter, diced pork roll, and chicken fingers in a steamed vertically sliced roll. Okay. I mean... You know what do you, what? do you think, Pat, is that something you would you would get if come stumbling out of, I'd be out all over of a it. bar? I be would all... be all over it. <laughs> is there a the lobster? lobster
2: meat? Come on, that's the New England connection right there. You gotta love it.
0: <laughs> is there a lobster meat fat roll, fat sandwich? Can't
2: I wouldn't be. eat it. <laughs> I wouldn't trust it. I mean, I would still eat it, but I wouldn't trust it. I'd be uh, nervous the whole time.
0: What is your go-to if you're standing? Fat you? Mojo. Fat Mojo. That is, uh, what is on the fat Mojo?
2: fingers mud sticks french fries but the, it's honey mustard
0: why would you have chicken fingers on a sandwich though that doesn't that, i don't i don't have I mean, you ever been to the grease truck steve I, oh boy this is gonna be bad but no i have never had a never had a fat sandwich whoa i know what? that's a that's a big that's a big declaration coming at the end of this i never have no wow. you see you guys see, you guys have seen <laughs> you, you obviously know it's not a health it's not because i just really looking out for my well-being and health you've traveled you and the road the, uh, you know, that's the problem yeah. you
2: and the reader can split a fat conte together next time you're at
0: Rutgers. there you go all right maybe that'd be my next my next project i'll uh i'll steal something from from Pete genevieve's and do rank the fat sandwiches there you go all right that's um. a good like uh, tell Manahan, expenses are coming in for that one. All right, anything else, guys? Any last words? I think yeah, Pat I just can't Walker imagine. Board.
1: I just can't imagine guys walking down Eastern Avenue with lobster meat all over their face <laughs> after a night out. That's uh, a bit a step too far for me. I've seen some disgusting things on Rutgers campus as a student. I can't. That might top the list. Honestly, that's uh, a it's a bit much for me.
0: Uh, that's beautiful. I'd like to hear the, some of the the most disgusting things you guys have seen as Rutgers students. That would be a a podcast in itself. Uh,
1: That could be a July episode when everything's slowing down. (laughs) Um, I'll I'll get a list going. Just in time
0: for the shore season as well.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Listen, you know, the waves are flowing. You're hearing about about other things flowing out, you know, so that'd be great.
0: Something for all you guys to look forward to, perhaps in the next Rutgers rant. I don't know what we'll be talking about. We'll be back soon to talk more Rutgers sports. Uh, Thanks everyone listening. Thanks again to Keith Norton for the new introduction, to Devco for sponsoring this nonsense, and to both you, Pat, and to Brian. Thanks for being here. We'll talk soon.